For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to DraftKings Network. This week on Unreasonable Odds, presented by DraftKings, Brendan Glasheen, Julian Edlow, we have producer Samir as well, joined by the director of the DraftKings Sportsbook, Johnny Avello. He will give us the landscape of the college football bowl season and also what we look forward to in the college football playoff at the end of the month. We also dive into NFL, really stinky, hold your nose, Thursday night game between the Patriots and the Steelers, a historic under. We'll look at some other spots in the NFL as well, coming up on Unreasonable Odds. Welcome into the show. We are Unreasonable Odds, presented by DraftKings, Brendan Glasheen, and Julian Edlow. Let's quickly recap our best bets from last week. I gave out a couple of unders, went one and one. Cleveland with Joe Flacco at quarterback. They actually scored some points in the first half, and then Matthew Stafford and company. Uh, Puka Nakua was excellent. Cooper Cup had a late touchdown to kind of put that away. So one and one week for me. Jules, uh, you had Niners. I think you wanted to give out Bama. Great, great football, college football preview. I think we did a really excellent job with that. I'm we got, bragging we got a lot us. more right, a lot more right than we got wrong. Yes. Uh, so that was a really good preview, really good stuff last week on the college side. NFL, Niners, that they cruised. Niners uh, with the victory. We're going to do a lot of college football bowl stuff, but uh, quick temperature of the NFL right now, Julian, where you're at with the, the Niners and the Eagles. Jalen Hurts is banged up at Philadelphia at home, rainy spot, third game in 13 days. This is this all set up for San Francisco. The line movement made sense. Uh, yeah, the line movement made a, a lot of sense. Um, it was a great revenge spot for the Niners. Uh, when this team's at full strength, like they're, they're better than everyone They're They're in their own tier right now. And that includes everyone in the AFC. Uh, who's still kind of feeling themselves out. So that was, that was the only game on Sunday that I, that I bet. Um, and, you know, the rest of it was, was, was chaos. Uh, but that, that was definitely the biggest game of the week and the most impactful game of the week. And um, maybe even the game of the week that we learned the most about. I, I already thought that thought pretty highly of the Niners, but now we saw it play out like that. Are you quickly on college before we go to Johnny Avello, the director of the DraftKings Sportsbook for Odds Are? Are you are you outraged about who got in the playoff? I will spend a quick second on this. Like, are you over it now? Like, Florida State's not in, and not outraged at all. They uh, they made the right call because Florida State wasn't you know capable of being a playoff team mm-hmm. at the moment. One of the you know there's standards, and some of the standards were who they played and beat. Um, no. You know the 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 LSU win week one was was the big win, um, and then more so. Again, these things are all supposed to count evenly, but more so says right on the committee's website: injuries are going to be factored in. Florida State, the last two weeks is not the same team that they were the previous eleven weeks. So this team 
I don't want to say didn't deserve to be in because it stinks for them, but this team did not stack up against the rest of the competition. So I agree with the decision to keep them out, but the where it doesn't add up is, okay, we're, we're putting the just the best teams in over deserving or what you've done or whatever. Well, then George is not the sixth best team. Bingo. I was just going to go there. So I think Georgia the has worst, more of a case. The worst you can put them is five, and then FSU six or seven, even though FSU isn't the sixth or seventh best team in the country. But I don't. It, it gets messy, and I feel for them, and this is why we're going to 12, because it's going to be better. So Washington and Michigan are in. Georgia might be a better team than Alabama and or Texas, but – Alabama's a one-loss team that just beat Georgia. Yep. Texas is a one-loss team that beat Alabama. So how do you find the spot? So I don't, it's just – I don't know, but if we're strictly power-ranking teams, Georgia's in. If we're strictly power-ranking teams, Oregon might be one of the best four teams in the country. I don't know. But this will be fixed next year, and we won't have to talk about it. And the teams that are capable of winning will be in, and then you earn it with your play. We'll be over this by the end of the month. That's kind of how the world works at this point in time. We're just outraged, and we're all going to get over I'm already, it. I'm already over it. You asked I know me you my are. opinion, and I shared it. Yep. I know. It, was just like, it feels like the thing to do. And I would remind people, too, Georgia had a 29-game winning streak heading into that loss against Bama. So, like, I know the 13-0 Florida State story. Well, Georgia won 29 straight games. Yeah, that part I don't care Like. Kirby Smart saying, like, we're clearly one of the best four teams. I agree you are, but we're on a 29-game winning streak. That doesn't matter. It's what have you done this year. You don't get in on preview. Like, well, I'm only bringing that element up for the Florida State people. Right. Uh, Yeah, I'm just saying in general, like, Kirby Smart tried to bring something in of what they've done in past years and being the defending and back-to-back champ. That obviously should not matter at all. Okay, without further ado, let's go to Johnny Avello for Odds Are. All right, it is time for Odds Are with Johnny Avello here on Unreasonable Odds, the director of the DraftKings Sportsbook. Johnny, how are you? Um, well, thank you. Let's uh, – some very interesting results last week and we'll get into them in a second but i know one of our survivor contests that we run on DraftKings sportsbook the thousand dollar entry had 23 people remaining entering whatever last week was nfl week 13 one survived one walked away that means it is over how uh tell us how that happened tell us how much the winner won yeah you know we have different price points uh, that one happened. That was our thousand uh, dollar one, and twenty three left. Uh, Eleven are on the Steelers. Eleven are on the Jags, and one on the Chargers. He walks away with just under five hundred grand. Really cool ending for a survivor. Great story. Always nice when uh, your team scores six points, and there's twenty three people alive in Survivor, and you are the guy that walks away. At the yeah, end of that week, I didn't even think of it that way. You're, you are correct. <laughs> <laughs> you probably would not have felt too good if you said, "Hey, submit your pick." Okay, Chargers. All right, they're going to score six points this week. Good luck. Hey, contest over. <laughs> um, as I mentioned, 
interesting results in the NFL last week, but favorites continue to dominate really until later in the week, primetime games, Packers come through as a dog, Bengals come through as I think just the second double-digit dog of the season to win outright. Uh, what were some of the better outcomes for both the book and the public this past week in, in uh, NFL? Some very good outcomes for the betters. Uh, that's two strong weeks in a row for that yep. NFL faithful. Um, they really liked the 49ers at Phillies. That line did hold at three, but there was some additional juice on the Niners. Uh, I never thought it would actually push that way, but uh, you know they do like this team right now. Uh, by the way, that was a top betting non-primetime game of the year. Uh, great handle on it. Uh, the Dolphins were a two-point mover from six and a half to eight and a half. That got there easily. Uh, they also did well playing the Lions, Rams, and the Chargers. Uh, the one dog that was loaded up on by the betters was were the Panthers. They grabbed uh, four and a half in that one at the Bucks. Uh, for us, just slim pickings, Jules. We did okay on the Cardinals beating the Steelers and the Texans beating the Broncos. But the one that really saved us from a truly disastrous day was the Packers beating the Chiefs. Uh, the Monday night game certainly wasn't one of our better games either with the when the Bengals winning straight up. So rough week for the book, but, you know, the players have their times. Uh, speaking of players that are not having their times right now, the players of the New England Patriots uh, setting football back to the leather helmet era. Here we go. It's now three straight. We know the stat. It's now three straight games holding their opponent to 10 points or less, and they have lost all of them which means the defense is playing well. I'll give them that. Uh, historically low total Thursday night football in Pittsburgh. Uh, the Zappy versus Trubisky game. How's the handle on the total looking here? Well, the game started to move up yesterday to 30 and a half, and then the betters must have realized, wait, how are they going to get there? <laughs> so I think at this point I'd rather have the Red Sox scoring for me if I'm betting that. <laughs> <laughs> rather than the Pats. You know, the, I was looking up the Pats. They have 16 TDs for the year. The Steelers have 18. Um, neither team has had a two-point conversion. So uh, I think you may see 29 on this one before kickoff. This is – I was going to ask your opinion on that. This is closing 20s to me. Um, I'm under on it with, with it in the 30s. I, I just – the short week, quarterback change for Pittsburgh – too good defenses, too bad offense. I, uh, Stevenson, maybe the best ball carry for the Patriots. I don't, I don't know. This is classic. We'll see how it finds its way over. Two special team touchdowns or whatever. Uh, whatever. You didn't, the mention, you didn't even mention the quarterbacks. You know, you, you got Zappy in there, and it's just uh, you know, a couple of quarterbacks that are still trying to find their way. I, I will be stunned uh, to find out how this one potentially finds. It's way over. But we're going to look towards Sunday. Uh, where's the money going so far on uh, the Sunday games in this NFL slate? Uh, well, in the early betting, the, the Bears at home were the choice at plus four. Uh, but now that we went down to three, uh, it's been all lion money coming back. So that one has kind of balanced action for us early. Bengals are getting a small push. Uh, they are also at home. They open getting a couple of points from the Colts. Now that's down to one. That one could make it to pick them. Uh, other sin play are the Vikings at the Raiders and the Cowboys in a big one uh, at home playing the Eagles. 
MVP market uh, was was live during games on DraftKings Sportsbook. Purdy, I saw roughly in the the ten to one area during that game, uh, that beatdown in Philly. He's now the favorite, uh, three to one. I think it was last I looked. How's how's the handle on the award winner market? And uh, how about what's happened to the Niners in the NFC, the Super Bowl, or or whatever market really since that win in Philly? Purdy has made a move to the top spot, and he's attracted certainly some play in, in that MVP market. But there's other quarterbacks lurking who have similar numbers who are getting also getting some play. Dak Prescott is now only plus 350. And then Tua T sits at plus 850. He also has some really good numbers. I tell you, the, the one guy out there who I believe is the MVP now – He's an MVP in my mind because his overall ability and what he means to this team is Christian McCaffrey. Um, we have him at 16 to 1. Um, so, you know, if if you think that uh, anybody else besides a QB can win this, he's he's a great price. Um, the 49ers took money this week to win the NFC. They're now only a buck fifty plus one fifty, and then they're the clear favorite to win it all at this point at plus three ten. A lot of football to go. A lot of football to go, and we still do have some college football to go, uh, but we're coming off a a pretty good conference championship weekend. What were some of the uh, winners for both the public and for DraftKings Sportsbook this past weekend in college football? We did well on, uh, you know, a couple – the Georgia-Bama game was the biggest – and I think three of the four were good for us. The Georgia-Bama was the biggest handle – that also produced the biggest win for us. Uh, Michigan covered against Iowa. That was also a gr- good result for us. And Florida State's win over Louisville. That, that game got pushed all the way down to Louisville going off the favorite. Um, the one that the players did well on was Texas covering in the Big 12 championship game. But overall, no complaints. All right, let's talk about FSU for a second. It's what everybody's talking about. Do they belong? Don't they? Um, but you know, leaving opinions out, I guess. Just how did the decision to leave FSU out of the field impact the sports book? Was was there a lot of handle on FSU to win it all? Was there handle on them to miss or Alabama to make? I'm, I'm curious just more numbers-wise what it did for you guys. Well, it was a fair amount of on the FSU uh, to win it all. Um, but i tell you where the, you're talking about where the real action was serious serious, robust action on Sunday morning on teams to make or miss the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Of course, we didn't we didn't put up Michigan or Washington because they were definites. But right. Florida State at yes to make it, the money was pouring in, and then all of a sudden it shifted to no. Uh, and then Texas to make it, we had them at minus 340 or so. They went as high as minus $6.00. Um, and then it was just a straight line for Alabama, yes, to get in. And the Believers did well on them, too. So talk about great action on a Sunday morning before the NFL kickoff. That was it. All right. The yes, no, yes, no college football playoff market. I I liked betting that market before the championship weekends because I thought betting – I don't take – I try not to take too many victory laps. I'll take one here. I thought betting FSU to miss the college football playoff was a way to bet Louisville if you liked Louisville 
but have a tiny insurance policy in your back pocket just in case FSU won but wasn't good enough to get in, and that wound up play, playing out. I think there's some cool ways to bet that market before we actually get to the, all right, everybody's played all their games, and let's see who gets in. But we now know who is in. Two college football playoff games, New Year's Day. Looks like betters took an early interest in Alabama as the side over uh, Michigan, and then also the over in the Sugar Bowl with those those Texas and Washington offenses. Yeah, they, they do like that side, Alabama, plus the two. It's now down to one and a half. Uh, they even like the money line more. They were taking the plus 110, the plus 105, and now we're down to even money. Uh, the total initially was bet under 46, but since we moved to 45 and a half, it's, it's been pretty much all over. Let's face it, who wants a bet? Who wants a bet under in a game like this anyway? Uh, in the Texas Washington matchup, the action's quite balanced uh, on the side. Uh, but the betting consensus is that this one's going over, uh, and that yeah. t- going over that total of 64. So, um, yeah, that money's still coming in on the over. I would tend to agree. Indoors in the Superdome. Uh, we'll see how that one goes. Rest of the bowl games are all out. We know how this game goes, Johnny. Um, it is a complicated process. Numbers have already moved significantly. Numbers will move more significantly, both in the same direction or back the other direction, because it's going to be opt-outs. It's going to be guys going to the draft, this, that, and the other. But so far, as we record Wednesday, December 6th, what sides or totals have been getting hit with the most money uh, in terms of the rest of the bowl games? Yeah, and some earlier December games. I'll give you some of us games that we teams we don't normally talk about that are getting some action, like Texas Tech over Cal in the Independence Bowl, uh, Georgia Southern over Ohio U in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Um, you know, so those games, those two games are just taking a lot of action on one side. Uh, the Frisco Bowl between uh, UTSA and Marshall has been taken under money. And then the Boca Raton Bowl, the matchup of Syracuse and uh, S- South Florida has been getting a play on the over. So there's a little bit of mix of everything for you. Uh, there's just a whole bunch of games that have moved meaningfully because of yeah. player farewells. Uh, you know, these guys now, you talked about, you know, God, going into a draft, go Going in a portal, I mean, this is one of the most difficult years the team's ever had to get a handle on what what's happening in these bowl games. So we really have to keep a close eye on it because we know there's going to be a lot more defections. All right, there we go. we got plenty of time to talk about those. Uh, December 16th, bowl season starts. So we'll have that to talk about next week. And then games obviously going all the way through the New Year's six. That's Odds Are with Johnny Avello. Johnny, thanks as always for joining us here on Unreasonable Odds. You are welcome. Okay, many thanks to Johnny as always for jumping on the podcast and giving us insights from the book and what the book might be looking for and what the people are looking for. So we'll jump off that last point from Johnny, Julian, in your conversation uh, on the topic of bowl seasons why don't you give why don't you give people an understanding of how what's what, what you prioritize what's important when you look at spots for bowls because so much news comes out guys don't play because of their nfl future or they're out for their best interests which are totally fair reasons but just some things that you try to keep in mind 
yeah, I mean, if you're asking that way, what's important is what these teams find important. Like that, that's 90% of the handicap. Um, who cares and, and who doesn't? And I think the prime example of maybe the biggest mover on the board yet, Missouri opens up six and a half point dogs against Ohio State. Right. Well, now we record on Wednesday, December 6th, and Missouri is the favorite. Why is Missouri <laughs> favorite against Ohio State? Because Ohio State doesn't care. Um, and I would still, if you're looking at this, I, I put it out at plus three. I missed the best number. Um, I played some money line. Now you're laying a point and a half with Missouri. If you're listening now, I, I would still play Missouri. I, I think Missouri's going to win the game. Um, Ohio State is obviously McCord is in the portal. Uh, wide receiver Julian Fleming in the portal. We're waiting on the Marvin Harrison status. I would be shocked if he played. Even if he comes back to Ohio State for a bag of money, I would still be shocked if he played in this game. Uh, four defensive starters already are out. And this game is on December 29th. A lot more guys are going to not play. What I know from the Missouri side is that they are going to play. Um, the starters are going to play. All, all, everybody that they have available and healthy is going to play in this game. Mm -hmm. They see this as an opportunity to beat Ohio State, regardless of who plays for Ohio State. And that's big for their, their program. Um, so a Missouri is, is as things stand, probably my biggest bowl play. Um, but more will change and I'll bet on more of them, but that's just kind of the classic example of what you're looking for overall in, in bowl season. But you're not going to touch that now. Oh, I'd bet it now. You would. I would okay. bet Missouri is a one and a half point favorite. I don't okay. need to, I already bet as much as I need to bet on them as dogs. But if you're listening, you don't have anything yet. Like I, I like Missouri to win to win this game. Okay. Um, they're going to be trying a lot harder. What other games catch your eye that you've already bet or you plan on betting because you're waiting on a number? What that that's like that's what I'm gathering here. Like you're 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 there are like that's a great example of one you already have to have had jumped on the opportunity, even though you still like that. You'd have to you jump on the opportunity to get the best number. What as we sit See, here I, now, I, I missed the best number two. I missed six and a half and got three, but now it's now it's Mizzou minus one and a half. So like, yeah, you could you know you could listen to this and it could be Mizzou minus three. Like I don't I don't know, um, but it's going that direction. I don't know if it's coming back at all. I don't know if there's anything Ohio State can do that would bring it back at all in that direction. If I wanted to bet Louisville minus seven and a half against USC, am I better off waiting? Or am I going to figure out that Caleb Williams might not play in this game because of his draft? Oh, Caleb Williams already told us he's not playing in this game. Okay, so what about more guys that follow after that? Right. So, so that moved it across seven. Um, Lou, Lou, it's The question is, what's Louisville going to do? And it seems like it would be Louisville's best interest to treat this seriously. Um, why not? So assuming we get that confirmation, USC is only going to have more and more guys not play disappointing season. Caleb Williams isn't playing. That kind of sets the tone. Mm -hmm. uh, so the way Louisville plays, like I wouldn't even hate an under in that game. I think the Louisville defense could really limit USC. Question is how much is Louisville going to run it up? 
against a bad USC defense? And are they capable of that? So I would lean weird situation where I lean laying over a touchdown with the favorite and under, but yeah, like we don't know, but seven and a half could wind up laying seven and a half could wind up being a very good number on this game because more guys should opt out for USC. So I would definitely lean that way. I haven't played this game yet though. Okay. I th- we discussed before we went on, uh, and we're just kind of working through the schedule here. There's so many games. Like Julian just gave out a game. It's like December 29th. We're just, we're just kind of bouncing around. NC yep. State getting a field goal and a half against Kansas State. We've been very. You've been on NC State here the last back half of the season. I like how they're playing right now. Um, I think that this is a pretty generous number, considering how. And I try to keep in mind the conferences and what you know who they've played and whatnot. But like NC State's risen to the moment in a lot of these games, and K State's got some question marks. Yeah, I mean K State. It's it's the the motive. Like who's gonna who's gonna even be there for K State? Um, again, a sense I, of theme. I don't love – the thing is I don't love the ACC, but here we are. I just liked Louisville over USC. I, I'm with you. I haven't bet this one yet either. I've been eyeing NC State. Um, let's see. Let me see where the betting splits are on this one, I guess. I, NC State plays very well defensively, and yep. K-State might not have a lot of that offense. So that already kind of offsets – um, a lot. Let's see. So NC State so far, yeah. And I mean, NC State. If you look at the betting splits, clearly getting the sharp side. Under, clearly the sharp side. Um, very correlated. That's, money, money coming in though on NC State. T- all the cash coming in, cash and bets on NC State. Yes. Um. Yeah. I I agree with you. That that one very well could be on my card in the near future. What else, before we we're going to dive into the the college football playoff matchups too. I mean, there's a lot of time for that. We'll do an extended preview later this month on unreasonable odds. But uh, any other bowl games besides the playoff matchups that you're that you've got circled and that you're already playing? I've played a bunch, um, to be honest. So I, I've already put them out on Twitter. So I'll just run through them here at the numbers I bet them, and then you, I don't know if you can ask me if you like any of them or questions about any of them Boise state plus three against UCLA. That's on the opening day of bowls, Saturday, December 16th. Um, Let's see. Then I, I don't play anything for wow. A while. I'm going to be very bored during this time, betting a lot of basketball. That'll that'll change. Almost two weeks. It'll absolutely change. Who are we kidding? That's going to change. Absolutely change. All right. Thursday, December 28th rolls around two, two weeks later. Um, SMU, I laid 11 against BC. I will be uh, in the stands for the Fenway Bowl. Uh, 11 a.m. weekday kickoff. It's great. Get the kids in daycare, head to a bowl game. Um, and I they like should under. On, they, should, they should get you on the air for like a, a quick like betting segment for the pregame show. I'm, I'm available. We'll see who's broadcasting it. Um, we just talked about a rare one, favorite and under. I like favorite and under. I think SMU, like, I guess I'm curious if they're going to be motivated or not to play BC, who quarterbacks are already transferring. Are they going to want to go to Boston? Like, conference champion, they just got some big wins, and you're playing BC in a bowl game. That's kind of like should have gotten a better bowl game probably. But if they want to run it up on BC, they certainly can. Under 51, though, 
see what the weather's like for an SMU team at 11 a.m. Eastern on a Thursday. Like, again, I just said they're going to win with margin, but I like this could be a 24 to six game SMU, and I I wouldn't blink. Um, <laughs> state that's the same day as the NC State game. I'm probably going to bet the NC State game. Here's another one, kind of like Oklahoma. Um, sorry, not Oklahoma. This is Oklahoma. Here's another one kind of like Missouri and Ohio State. Oklahoma, Dylan Gabriel's leaving. They didn't get in. Big 12 team. It was it's gonna be them or Texas, them or Texas. They're out. They play an Arizona team that had a really great season. They're probably hyped to be in this bowl game. They're hyped to play Oklahoma. That one moved, but laying three, uh, go for it. Ar- Arizona should be all in on that game. Oklahoma uh-huh. too, like even at full, they were they had they were fluky throughout the year. They didn't put teams away. They weren't covering games that they should have. Yep. Um, one game that jumps out. I know it's I know there's there's all individual weak spots and whatnot, but their game against UCF. I'm like, what the hell am I watching? Like they just yes, the checkout fa- meaning they're already at full strength in those games. The checkout factor is real, but yeah, Chad Fish has got them going on there in Arizona. We've talked about Arizona quite a bit on this podcast. They've been, they've been good. Yeah. Um, good one. Friday, December, Friday, December 29th, Kentucky, uh, plus Mm. seven against Clemson. I don't think Clemson's going to be without a ton of guys in that game. I I like Kentucky there. Uh, the running back playing Clemson's running back. Shipley is probably going to be out. We don't know, okay. but I think out. I'm hearing yeah. out. He's Klubnik's binky, so if he's out, yes. I like yeah, it. Going, against, going against an SEC defense, uh, I like Kentucky plus seven. Um, <clears throat> Oregon State is going to be on QB3. There's no way Sam Hartman's playing in this game. Running backs out, top two receivers out, under 44 in a Notre Dame-Oregon State game. That's going to be a grinder. God, you're betting so many of these, and I'm interested. Already now. did Missouri. Yeah, I'm ripping through all these, and then we'll cut co- again. This is rapid fire, and we can talk about it more when we do a bowl podcast. But I'm betting a lot of them. Um, Wyoming, I got plus one and a half. They're up to minus two and a half. Daquan Finn, the Toledo quarterback, not playing. He is their offense. Um, so Wyoming should do a very good job there. He was frustrating, and he was frustrating too, because uh, I bet Toledo. I think second half against uh, Miami of Ohio and yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that loss really let Toledo down and uh, that's just some, some bad momentum, I guess, coming into, coming into the bowl games. Uh, What does that get us through? Like the 30th, I think, let me see. I'm going down to the bottom now. Um, That does. Now that brings us to the first. Yeah, the New well, Year's Six games. I guess we need to we need to save something and not give it all. So I'll I'll stop there for now. Okay, that and we we'll don't do need that. to time for the playoff. So let's just hold off on the on the playoff. Very good. I'll talk to Johnny. The, the early money, early money. Johnny said, or I asked Johnny, and kind of knowing by looking at the splits, early money's Alabama on the side, mm-hmm. and the over in the Sugar Bowl, Texas Washington, just points those two offenses and I, I i agree with both public plays to be honest totally I, I think the public's gonna have a good new year's day start the new year with some cash in your pocket on uh 
Alabama and then the Sugar Bowl going over. All right. Very good. Totals at 64 and Alabama right now plus one and a half against Michigan. Let's turn our attention to the NFL. Uh, what else is new? Another quarterback or two or three got hurt. Um, does that, well, we're going <laughs> to, let's, let's go in order. Let's start Thursday. We'll get to the quarterback situations around the league, but Thursday yes. night. Uh, well, we, Bailey got a, we got a quarterback situation Thursday night, if you want to call it that. Bailey Zappi and Mitch Trubisky are your starting quarterbacks. The total is 30. 30 points. It's like the lowest total in since 1993. Patriots plus six, totals at 30. And you like, you're going to play the under at 30. Yeah. I just put my article out before we did the podcast. So I'll get my, I'll pull my notes up right here. This is like the total's too high somehow. It's a short week. Uh, Pat's on the road in Pittsburgh. Whether you think Trubisky's an upgrade or not over Pickett, you still have a limited week to prepare him. The Patriots... New offense, new coordinator. Yeah, the Patriots might make your eyes bleed watching them play offense. But let's remember, the only way you can get that historic stat of allowing 10 points or fewer three weeks in a row and losing all of them is by allowing 10 points or fewer three weeks in a row. The defense has only given up 8.7 points per game over the last three weeks. Now you're going to get a Steelers offense that ranks 28th in points per game on a short week with a backup quarterback. I don't see Pittsburgh scoring much. Pittsburgh allows yards on the ground. I think New England's going to feed Ezekiel Elliott. I would almost play his rushing prop over, but I just don't have the faith. Uh, I don't have faith in the Patriots. So Patriots are the lowest scoring team in the league. 12.3 points per game. That drops to 10.8 on the road. And it drops, obviously, over the last three weeks to 4.3 points per game over the last month. This is not the Red Sox. This is the Patriots. Uh, <laughs> didn't didn't last week you brought up the Yankees offense and compared it to what the Giants are doing? Or oh, something the Giants. Like yeah, we're getting yeah. like literally we're at the stage of the NFL season where it's some MLB offenses are like these NFL offenses. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that covers most of it. These teams already are 19 and five to the under this year. I know the markets, you know, the markets generally high 30s or even 40s at the beginning of the season, but we are where we are. Like, I don't, it, this is going to require like a kick return and a pick six if it goes over 30 points. Okay. All right. Very good. So, under 30 points, Patriots and Steelers. Uh, let's look at the rest of the board. Um, Jake Browning looked good Monday night. Bengals are a home dog, plus one against the Colts. Are we taking too much of the cheese on Jake Browning with this line movement? Or uh, or is it Indy, I guess, is playing well defensively, kind of. They just played the Titans. I don't know if that really tells us anything, but uh, I thought they do look pretty good. And skill skill players matter. But Indy, with Gardner Minshew, their skill guys are pretty good. I mean, Michael, Pittman, Michael Pittman's been balling. Um, but no Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss in the backfield. Total in that one's 43. Yeah, I don't have much of a take on this game. I was talking to people when I was out in, in Vegas over the weekend NFL betting strategies, you know, like sports books out there are equally as packed for an NFL Sunday as they were for that college football Saturday, which like okay. I enjoyed the college football so much more. It's just more trustworthy. You're going to get a true result to, to that game versus however the Packers Chiefs game ended. Um, 
but like what I was talking about with people is like the the way that I've I started down in NFL this year, and the way that I've come back to around even is just betting less NFL. One spot last week, Niners, and Thursday night was the Cowboys team total over. Like you can't bet too many games. So when it comes to like this Colts Bengals game, like Jake Browning, I don't know, he just got the win. Maybe he takes a step back here, and you fade him against a really hot Colts team. I, I don't have much of a pulse for this game for this game in, in any capacity, really. Okay. Sounds like Ten you're minutes. probably going to it for like a best bet or something. No, no, I wouldn't have brought <laughs> it up in that, in that regard. Uh, True. I do do have one though. It's like a hold your note. But I'll save it. Let's just spend time okay. on Buffalo and Kansas City. Uh, so the open you could have got the Bills plus three. That's where it opened. Now it's down to two. It was two and a half. Now it's one and a half. Kansas City minus one and a half. You laid this out for me before we started, but the total's at 48 and a half. Bills off a bye. Need the game to be stay in the wild card hunt. And you get the Chiefs off a loss. Kelsey looks old. They fall behind. They're not the old team where they can just make a pull a comeback out of their keisters in the second half. It's not the same team in that regard. They do have a running game. Like, that's the difference. Like, they can run the ball. They are running the ball with Pacheco. That's where I think they could actually, if the Chiefs need to lead this game early and they can just ball control. Because the Bills are still asking Josh Allen to come save the day in that run game. The the, the Jets, they kind of got Cook going in the running game. But I don't trust the Bills. I don't. I think it's Kansas City or nothing. It's Kansas City uh, for me. I, I haven't bet it yet. I'm very close. I waited knowing that this it was going to go this direction. Um, and I'm still waiting. And this will probably be like more of a Sunday decision for me, seeing how I feel getting close to kickoff. But, the, yeah, the Bills just played the Eagles to the wire. Now they get a bye and, you know, kind of a chance to redo and go to Arrowhead and get a win here. Mm-hmm. Um, but – I. Anytime you give me Mahomes less than a field goal at home, I, I generally take him. But now we have in our heads how bad the Chiefs have, have been lately. Bills are not good in the secondary. I think the Chiefs are going to look a lot better on offense in this game, clean up some of the mistakes that have happened the last couple games, um, particularly the Eagles one. So it's de- it's definitely Chiefs or pass for me. Yeah, I tend to agree. Um and like I know the buy, like I mean Andy Reid off a buy. I mean how did it look, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I take I'll take Andy Reid off a buy than Sean McDermott. I think McDermott's just kind of in a spin cycle right now. And they got Joe Ryan running the offense. Like they looked better, but they they played the Jets, and the Jets have a good defense. Don't get me wrong, but um, the Bills still kind of sloppy, Joe. And it's just Josh Allen, come do just pull something out of your butt and save us. And I just don't think that. And Mahomes, to be fair, Mahomes has kind of had to do that for the Chiefs this year with their limited weapons and younger receivers. But Rasheed Rice, that, I, this Rice kid, he's starting to develop a rapport with him. Um, and they've got a run game. But, like, you're right. It's fair because, like, third and 18, they got to go to Kelsey, and Mahomes steps up in the pocket and comes up with something too. So they're both just quarterback reliant. I'll take Mahomes at home in that spot. And then let's just wrap with, I mean, I'll save it for best bets, but I want to hit on uh, Eagles Cowboys. Cowboys were minus two and a half. Now it's up over a field goal. Jalen Hurts is banged up. Totals coming down 51 and a half. Could it was in the 53 range. I think that's numbers coming down. Here we go. Here we go. Dallas. This is the spot. Dallas wins the game. They're both one and one against each other. And the Cowboys have a shot to win the division in the NFC East. 
Well, I'll also be saving this game for best bets. Um, okay. Well, why don't you just give it now then? Because let's just let's just do it. Out. <clears throat> okay. I was gonna check. I was gonna peek the Sunday card. Was there anything else we even needed to touch on? Probably. I think not. Samir has a game that he likes, but we haven't hit it yet, so he's gonna give that out. But I- I'm good. I-, I like. I think you're right. You don't have to bet every game. I've learned my lesson with the unders too. Uh, All right. Two best bets this week. Hopefully you you listen on Wednesday when this comes out or Thursday before kick because Pat's under 30 is one of them. Uh, and then the other one is going to be laying, laying the points with Dallas. I, I put it out at minus three earlier in the week. Um, I think still on Sunday, actually. I put it out at minus three. Uh, it's a good spot for the Cowboys. It, it really is. Um you can get, I, I would do a juiced three over like an even money three and a half, like we have as we record on DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, yeah, the the Eagles, I've, I've faded the Eagles. This will be the fourth straight Eagles game that I'm betting. I faded them against the Chiefs and lost in poor fashion. I backed them against the Bills and won in fortunate fashion. Mm-hmm. Then I went against them with the Niners and won a nice clean bet. Uh, and now I'm going to fade them for the third time in four weeks. Schedule's catching up with Philly. It's a very similar spot to last week in a lot of ways. Philly plays an absolute grinder like they did against Buffalo, play an absolute grinder, emotional, physical game that they got pounded in on Sunday. Like the Niners, Dallas hasn't played since Thursday. They were at home on the Thursday night game. Now they're at home here on Sunday night. Plenty of time off. Rest, get right, prep for Philly. Revenge spot off the loss in Philly earlier in the season, just like the Niners had a revenge spot for a much bigger loss, obviously. I trust the Niners a lot more than I trust the Cowboys. I won't be betting this quite as big as I bet the Niners, but I am betting the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. I think it's a great spot for them. Okay, very good. Uh, I'll go next. It's really stinky. Um, I, I'll ta- I'm going to take the Vegas Raiders plus three at home against Minnesota. The Josh Dobbs tape is out. The Raiders have been competitive since Antonio Pierce took over as coach. Yeah, they lost to Kansas City by 14, but they kept that a tight game. They're still getting to the quarterback. Dobbs can be elusive, but they're getting to the quarterback. Um, the Vikings are pretty good against the run, but the, I saw, the way I saw Denver run the football against them, I Josh Jacobs can still carry the ball 25 times. I just don't think with a total at 40, getting a three-point underdog at home and a Raiders team that's competed since firing McDaniels on uh, the end of October. I-, I think the Raiders are being sli- – I can't believe I'm saying this. They're being slightly disrespected. I'm getting a field goal with them at home. I think – I like the Raiders plus three against Minnesota. I think it's like a little too much credit to Minnesota, to be quite honest. So, All right. These are, the stinky, these are the stinky games I don't bet, unless it's an under in a Pat Steelers game, I guess. Yeah, this this fits exactly what you said you're not doing anymore. So that's good. Correct. So I'll yep, just correct. I'll just I'll just take that that uh take the reins there. Okay, Samir. Samir gave out Samir for the second straight week faded the Patriots. He took the Giants on the money line. Patriots were four and a half point favorites, three and a half point favorites against the Giants, and they lost. And then he took the Chargers minus five and a half at Gillette and the Patriots. The Chargers won six nothing. Um, are you betting Pittsburgh minus six? I, I 
I thought about it, but uh, I'm not going to go there this week. Um, I did think about it. I I was was thinking about it even as recently as like a couple minutes ago during this record, but I don't think I can do it. That game is just going to be disgusting to watch, um, and I don't want to put myself through that. The pain of being a Patriots fan this year plus just gross football. I don't don't need that on Thursday night. Nah. Um, I, I think I like... Denver to cover this two and a half against the Chargers this week. Uh, Broncos for their fat four of their last five uh, wins, where Chargers trending the opposite way. There barely got past that five point five and a half point spread against the Patriots, who are just so awful. Um, I don't know. People really it, a lot of the matchup predictors are saying this should be a slam spot for. Uh, LA, but I, I just disagree. I think Denver has a lot of momentum going into this game. They finally look cohesive, uh, offense clicking. Um, it really, well, I think it'll come down to obviously Denver's secondary, specifically that certain Keenan Allen matchup. But yeah, nah, let's do it. Let's, uh, Broncos country, let's ride two and a half. <laughs> okay, Chargers, Chargers are home, but we know that doesn't really matter. Uh, I would also add that there were so many drops in that game in Foxborough. You know, the weather wasn't great, but like Justin Herbert hasn't played all that bad. It, his receivers are not helping. Keenan Allen's been good for most of the year, but after him, it's like, and, 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 and by the way, Denver was right there against Houston. Like they, even though they lost that Houston game, they've been competitive. I, I, I like it too. I, I feel like that's going to be a really public side because I don't really get it. I'm like, why is. Chargers are sinking, and they're, I think they're not believing. Sean Payton's got like their team on the same page. I, I like it too. I think it's a public play, but I I, I, th- I like it too. I can't disagree. Um, there you so go, Samir. Okay. I mean, right. Samir's that's been, it. Samir's been hot lately, so that tells you public plays hit. Yep. All right. True. Julian teased this. We will do a more extensive college football bowl season preview, even the college football playoff games uh, as the month rolls on. Um, and just another week of the NFL. And Julian, good job being consistent. He's only going to pick a spot. Well, he actually picked two. He said he's picking one, but he's picking two. I, two. Um, I, I usually go a lot of college football, but can't do that this weekend unless we're betting the uh, Army-Navy game that we didn't talk about. Lower total than the Pats game. I think there, there will be more points in the Army-Navy game than Patriots-Steelers. That is my prediction. I agree. Uh, okay. For Julian Edlow. And uh, the director of the DraftKings Sportsbook, Johnny Avello, jumping on for odds are Samir. Brendan Glasheen, we will talk to you again next week on Unreasonable Odds, presented by DraftKings. Odds and lines are subject to change. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 